Hey there, Braves fans. Welcome to another edition of State of the Braves. I'm your host, George McNair. It is great to be back with you once again, guys. It has been a little while. I do apologize for that. Uh, I've been battling the flu. Uh, yes, tis the season, apparently, for that sort of thing. So you might be able to hear it in my voice a little bit. So that definitely uh, kicked uh, kicked me down the road a few days to be able to do an episode with you guys. I do apologize for that. Uh, of course, the... Um, uh, the fact that the Braves are no longer in it uh, made the the need to jump back into an episode not quite as necessary, but nonetheless wanted to get back with you guys as we currently stand. The the Phillies came back in Game One of the World Series last night and uh, and beat the Astros six to five in ten innings. So if nothing else, the Phillies are proving that uh, you know maybe the Braves didn't simply lay an egg though they kind of still did in the NLDS, but maybe the Phillies really are just that hot team that uh, is, is playing uh, just um, kind of magical baseball right now, similar to what the Braves did last season. Still certainly not rooting for the Phillies. It's a very weird position to be feeling like you're rooting for the Astros. That just seems wrong. So it is it's kind of a rough uh, rough World Series for me. You, you guys might feel that way as well. It's just uh, kind of disinterested, not not really caring uh, for either team to win. Is it possible that, that we could go through the World Series and neither of these teams win it? Um, I don't know, maybe, but I doubt that's going to happen. Nonetheless, uh, guys, this episode is dedicated to grading my preseason prediction. So I'm going to go back in time a little bit. You guys are certainly uh, welcome to to check me on these, but I promise I'm being honest. Uh, so before the season began, I did some off-season or preseason predictions uh, for uh, specific players uh, for the Braves, and then also some predictions of how I thought the Braves would do in the National League East and uh, in the playoffs as well. So I'm going to go through those. Kind of a fun way to see what I got right, what I got wrong. Uh, I did a little bit of both, uh, for sure. And, uh, you know, this is maybe just a way uh, to go back through the regular season, uh, kind of relive some of the ups and downs for the Braves this season. All right, guys, so let's go ahead and get into this uh, these predictions for uh, the, the regular season. So my number one prediction for uh, for the Braves was that Ronald Acuna would hit uh, 40 or more home runs in the season. And I did not get that one right, unfortunately. It would have been great if that had happened, if Acuna had come off of his ACL injury and done that. Now, I was not the only one predicting good things from Acuna offensively. I think most people... Um, as ACLs have become so such a, a common injury in professional sports, we see a lot of guys come back uh, and come back pretty strong uh, in their first year, though I think a lot of people will say it's actually year two when you're really going to get the guy fully back, and maybe that's just simply the case with Acuna. He didn't come anywhere close to hitting 40 home runs this year, so I definitely got this one. Uh, got this one wrong. You know, just as a reminder, though, I mean, a lot of my confidence was coming off of Acuna hitting 24 home runs in only 82 games in the 2021 season. He was probably on pace for an MVP season. Just another really sad part of that knee injury. Fangraphs had projected Acuna to come back this season and hit 35 home runs. So it's not like I was taking a total shot in the dark to think that he could have hit 40, though it would have been pretty remarkable for him to do so. So Fangrass was predicting 35 home runs and for Acuna to have a 5.1 wins above replacement season. Um, they also projected him to play in 100, 
uh, 23 games. I thought that he might play in close to 130. Again, I was really, uh, I think, underestimating the impact that this kind of major knee surgery would have on him, especially a long uh, major league season like it is. He ended up only playing in 119 games, and quite a few of those, if you remember, especially down the stre stretch, became uh, he was playing as the designated hitter and not in right field. So in, in 119 games, Acuna ended up only hitting 15 home runs. His overall line is not terrible. He hit 266, uh, had a on-base percentage of 351. And then the, the big number that stands out is just his his loss of power this season. His slugging percentage was only 413. He ended up with a 2.8 wins above replacement season, which um, is a solid year for an average player. Uh, but for Ronald Acuna, that's definitely below anything he probably will ever do in his career. I mean, I'll definitely say that that is uh, very likely. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure Acuna was very frustrated uh, by how his knee reacted over the course of a long season. I think he expected bigger things from himself. He's probably at, well, I know that as a professional, he's never had to deal with this kind of frustration and, and um, loss of performance. But, you know, for those of us who watch game in, game out, it was just very obvious that his swing was impacted by that back knee, um, that right knee not being fully um, fully stable, fully there, fully um, healed. And, you know, again, it takes time. And this is a complex injury, um, and there's a lot that can, you know, hurt you and, and limit your flexibility and all those things with, um, with a knee injury like this. He just simply could not drop that back knee. And that's one of the things that makes Acuna so powerful is his leg action. He'll drop that back knee. He's able to drive the ball the other way with tremendous power. And I literally only remember one off, uh, off field, uh, opposite field home run from Acuna all year. And that was just kind of his go-to. I mean, he would, very regularly throughout the course of his young career uh, would take the ball the other way with tremendous power. And he just didn't do that much at all. It was just very clearly a different swing uh, from him and especially balls down low. He used to be able to drive and, uh, you know, get under and, and drive for power. And he just wasn't doing that at all. Not only was he not hitting a lot of home runs this year, he didn't even hit a lot of doubles this year. He just was very much a, a singles hitter. He still got on base a good bit. He still stole 29 bases, but the power was not there. And that, of course, was what this prediction was all about. So hopefully that knee will bounce back uh, much more next season and we'll get the Ronald Acuna of old. Um, but, you know, I still my my big, um, you know, the thing that I remember most about Ronald Acuna's season is this one moment. You might remember this really early on when he had come back. He crushed a home run to center field and he fell down on the swing. And you guys might remember that, but it it made me pause even at the time because it looked like there, there was just something off about his balance and about, uh, you know, his his power from that back leg. Uh, that he would basically his leg would totally give out on that swing. Clearly, all the power is still there in the swing. It's just a matter of his his legs getting right, and they just really never were right 
uh, throughout this season. So yeah, unfortunately I was wrong with this prediction, but hopefully Acuna will come back and it's very, um, very possible that he will be in the running uh, for MVP next season and hit a lot of home runs. All right, my uh, prediction number two uh, for the offseason was that this would be Dansby Swanson's final year as a Brave. And obviously that is still to be determined. We don't exactly know what's going to happen with Dansby and uh, his free agency. Uh, the one thing we know did not happen was he was not extended uh, during the course of this season. That would have been pretty surprising if that had come to be. Uh, you know, Dansby definitely had a better season than I expected uh, or that I was predicting. I thought he would just kind of stay on par with what he did in 2021. He did have a career year, and so that is definitely to Dansby's credit. The best season of his career. He was an all-star. Uh, he's a Gold Glove finalist. Uh, Fangraphs War has him at a 6.4 wins above replacement, which is an incredibly big number uh, for anybody. That's three points higher than uh, at any other point in his career. Uh, he had uh, 22 points over his career batting average uh, at 277 for the year. Uh, his OPS plus was 20 points higher than his career mark. Um, you know, before this season, his his OPS plus was 95, which is uh, under league average. You know, it's telling you. Uh, maybe he's not a hitter to believe in. Uh, and then this season it was 115, which is not um, exceptional, but it is obviously well above average. So Dansby really showed out uh, this season. And again, to his credit, uh, it's, it's still kind of a Dansby Swanson year, however, because it's still very inconsistent. He was uh, an incredibly good hitter in the first half of the year. And then second half of the year, he was well below average. Um, he only had a, around an 80 WRC plus in the second half of the season, just really fell off, still had some good moments, still has the power, you know, uh, still have, still has some, some good, uh, some good at bats and that sort of thing, but, but not on the level that he was in the first half. And so, you know, again, this decision for the Braves is going to be very tricky. It's what kind of player do you believe Dansby is? And it's the reason, you know, a lot of people might be frustrated that the Braves did not extend Dansby when they're extending everybody else. But I think one of the things the Braves are looking for is, do they believe uh, that a player can show um, that they can be consistent offensively? And, and Dansby never has done that. And even in this season, which is his best career season, uh, it's just a very up and down track record. Uh, so, you know, is he going to be able to now if, if he's going to be able to do these types of numbers year in and year out, um, then he's worth it, right? He's worth bringing back. He's worth bringing back on a pretty big deal. Um, but is that going to be the case? Uh, I could totally, you could convince me that Swanson would come back next year and regress back to his career averages, which would be a 255 hitter and around a league average hitter. Um, you know, and, and maybe not, maybe he will continue, you know, the trajectory of his career is definitely trending upwards every, every season that he has. So maybe that will continue. Um, but definitely we will, we will obviously see, but the number one thing is, uh, we still don't know if the Braves are going to bring him back. There's quite a few shortstops on the market 
that they could choose from. If they don't bring Dansby back, there's a couple guys internally that they might look at as well. I'm going to do a full Dansby Swanson episode here coming up soon uh, to really break all this down. Uh, but it is one of the most interesting parts of the Braves offseason. All right, my number three prediction um, in the preseason was that Austin Riley would be a top 10 MVP candidate. And while the MVP voting uh, is not uh, has not been revealed yet, this is very likely going to come true that Riley will be a top 10 MVP candidate. Basically, I was believing that 2021 was not a fluke for Riley, and it didn't seem to be. Uh, 2022 was kind of an imbalanced year for him. He had extreme highs. I mean, his July numbers were astronomical. Um, at that time, you know, by the end of July, Riley looked like uh, a leading MVP candidate along with Goldschmidt and Arenado. And then he really kind of fell off in August and September, unfortunately. Uh, it's still, he still had an incredibly good year. So it doesn't really take away from that. Uh, it just kind of drops it a little bit. But just to kind of give you, uh, you know, uh, a comparison to his 2021 numbers. So in 2021, Riley hit 303 with a 367 uh, on base percentage and a 531 slugging percentage. Uh, you know, that batting average particularly, I think, surprised a lot of people. Nobody really expected Riley to be kind of a 300 hitter. Uh, so that was, it, you know, one reason why it, he had such an impressive season for the Braves. He had 33 home runs in 2021, and he finished seventh in MVP voting with a 4.7 Fangraphs war. So just a really great season in 2021. Well, Fangraphs had thought that Riley was going to regress a little bit. They projected him for 2022 to hit 31 home runs and have just a 3.4 war season. So what did Riley do? Well, in 2022, he hit 273. So he did he did regress a little bit in the batting average category. I think most people actually would have thought that that was going to happen. He had a 349 on base percentage and a 528 slugging percentage, which is almost exactly the slugging percentage he had from 2021. He had 38 home runs, and he very impressively led the league in both extra base hits and total bases. Uh, for a 5.5 Fangraphs war. So just a really great season by most measures, a much better season than he had even last year when he finished seventh in the MVP voting. Uh, he was recently named a finalist for the Players Choice National League Outstanding Player of the Year Award, along with Freddie Freeman and Paul Goldschmidt. So that just gives you an idea of what his, um, his peers think of him. Uh, a very impressive thing for Riley to be named a finalist for that award. He is a Silver Slugger finalist at third base. And, of course, the Braves believe in Austin Riley, too, as they gave him a 10-year extension during uh, the middle of this season. So Riley definitely backed up what was a breakout 2021 season. 22, uh, 2022 really seems to be that season in which he solidifies himself as a, um, a star in the National League. Uh, you know, the, the one thing I would say about Riley is he does, similar to Swanson, he has these lulls during the season. And you just wonder if um, if he could figure that out a little bit more as he gets older, uh, he can win an MVP. I mean, he's shown uh, he goes through these incredibly hot spurts where he's he's basically the best player on the planet. 
he doesn't seem to be able to, uh, you know, continue that for any long, long stretches. If he ever does look out, I think Riley has the potential to win an MVP in his career. But I think he certainly will be a top 10 MVP, MVP finalist this season and maybe even uh, knocking on the door of a top five. All right, my number four prediction, this is my favorite prediction that I got right uh, in the offseason, was that Michael Harris would debut uh, in the big leagues this year and playing in meaningful games. That's I, I made it a little broad, right? I wasn't projecting any kind of performance from him, but simply that he would debut in, in midseason, and I definitely got that one right. Um, he had not played above high A ball before 2022, and I hadn't heard too many people making this prediction. Um, but the fact is I saw the weakness of the Braves outfield defensively, and there were quite a few guys in, in that outfield that I didn't really believe in. Basically very volatile players offensively with Duvall and Rosario and Ozuna, and those all proved out to be right. None of those three guys had a good season at all. Uh, Duvall particularly had kind of a lost season. Ozuna, unfortunately, looks kind of done, and I kind of hope he is done uh, in Atlanta. Long-term Rosario, I like more. I hope Eddie can get back to, you know, the player that he was. Uh, I still wonder if those eye issues are, are totally healed. But nonetheless, um, Michael Harris did make his debut in 2022. Uh, it happened even quicker than I thought. You know, he debuts in late May and never looked back. Uh, he was immediately a tremendous boost in the arm defensively. Uh, what I did not project was how good offensively a player he would be. I mean, good grief. He, he made early adjustments to lower his hands um, with the help of Kevin Seitzer, the hitting coach, and he became a silver slugger finalist in the outfield. Uh, this is just incredibly impressive season, debut season. For Michael Harris, the likely rookie of the year, we'll see who wins it, him or Spencer Strider. Um, Strider was named the Sporting News uh, Rookie of the Year. Uh, the Baseball Writers Association is coming up with their um, uh, their winner soon. So we'll see about that, but but basically they both deserve it. So we'll, we'll see. Um, it's kind of curious that Michael Harris uh, was not named a Gold Glove Award finalist uh, for center field, very head-scratching um, as he was tremendous in the outfield for the Braves, uh, both his glove and his arm. And, man, he just totally solidified that defense. Um, so Harris's 2022 stats, quite impressive, 114 games played. He hit 297 with a 339 all-base percentage and a very impressive 514 slugging percentage. No one would have thought that he would be, be capable of doing that in his first go-round with the team. 19 home runs, 20 stolen bases, good for a 4.8 wins above replacement from Fangraphs. Uh, that put him, if he had played a full 162 games this season, that would put him on pace for a 6.8 war season, which would have been within striking distance of the guys who are being considered for MVP this year. So just an, an incredible start uh, to Harris's career. Uh, the one thing that worries me about Michael Harris is his, uh, his penchant to chase off-speed pitches. Doesn't look like uh, he has a great um, eye for that right now. And I think 
you know, he had some struggles right at the end of the season and into the postseason, and it, he was just getting a very heavy dose of off speed, especially down, and he was chasing it a lot. It's kind of similar to Austin Riley. You know, once he figures that out, he stops chasing. Uh, he's going to see more fastballs. He's going to get in more hitter-friendly counts, and he can do damage. We know that for sure. And, you know, his his work ethic, his character, I mean, just off the charts. I love Michael Harris. Um, and just what an addition to an already really good Braves team. All right, my my number five prediction uh, for this season also turned out to be right, and that is Kyle Wright would have a breakout season for the Braves. Very glad that this one turned out to be right. Uh, basically, what I was doing is I was you know a couple couple different factors. I was listening to uh, a couple of the players who had mentioned in spring training that they thought Kyle Wright was due for a breakout season. That was Travis Darno and Austin Riley. Reports had come out kind of early on that they were saying that, that he looked really good. He had also had a really consistently good year uh, in AAA in 2021, and you guys will definitely remember what he did uh, in that really crucial game in the World Series that, to me, was the total swing game for the entire series when, when he came out, came in and basically shut out, shut down the Astros. Uh, so, you know, there were some really positive signs there, but he hadn't done it yet, right? He hadn't done it. I think Kyle Wright came into this season with an ERA, career ERA in the big leagues of over six. Uh, so he had not proven really anything yet. And then he goes out he uh, and he has a tremendous season. He won over 20 games this year. I definitely wasn't pro uh, projecting that. Uh, and he did it. The only uh, pitcher in the bigs to win over 20 games. This season, he had an ERA just over three and was just so consistent. Um, and that's what the Braves needed. They needed consistency, and he gave them really, really good consistency. Um, and let's not forget that he gave the Braves the only really high-quality start in the NLDS, their only win that they got against the Phillies. All right, so uh, my number six prediction this was my last player prediction. I did not get this one right. Was that Mike Soroka would be back and would pitch in a postseason game for the Braves? Um, just the timing never, never got quite right. Uh, Soroka was struck in the leg, I think, at one point in a uh, rehab outing. Uh, kind of pushed his his timetable back. He did get get back to AAA and made several starts for the AAA team. Um, his first start went incredibly well, and then after that, maybe not quite so quite so well. Basically, he just couldn't get to the point where he could get back to the Braves. I mean, here you are getting into the the stretch run of you know the postseason race, and um, it just didn't make sense for the Braves to thrust him into that. So they shut him down ultimately, and just are very hopeful for him to be back in 2023. As you guys might remember, Soroka is one of my favorite Braves, even though he hasn't stepped on a big league mound since 2020. I've always loved this guy. I really am uh, just hoping that um, he can get back. And it would be a great baseball story uh, for him to do so. Uh, just a little little personal anecdote. My wife and I got married in 2020. Um, and I've talked about Soroka um, and his potential comeback ever since then. And she Still has not seen him pitch, and she's got to the point where she doesn't think he exists. <laughs> I, I've talked about it for so long, and he's never 
stepped onto that big league mound and I told her, I promise he is a real person and I would love for him uh, to come into spring training, win that fifth starter spot and be back with the Braves next season. I think it will be a huge uh, benefit. I'm sure it's something at this point that the Braves are not counting on, but man, what, uh, what a thing it would be. So let's hope for that. All right. So my season predictions, uh, I had broken down the NL East into basically five categories that I was, um, you know, measuring each team on. I broke them down into pitching, hitting the bullpen. Um, so starting pitching, hitting the bullpen defense and clubhouse culture. And I'm not going to dive into all the things that I talked about in, in that episode. You can go back and listen to it if you wanted to, but here are a few things that I missed on, and then I'll tell you kind of what I predicted, what Fangraphs had predicted at the beginning of the year, and then what, of course, ended up happening. So my biggest misses, um, number one, I expected that the Mets clubhouse culture would be a big negative for them. And I did that because it really had been in the last several seasons, really kept them down. I think a lot of credit goes to Buck Martinez coming in there and turning around uh, that culture, how they did things, the expectations. Um, and just generally the, uh, the discipline that he brought in to that team. The Mets were tough all year, a absolutely formidable foe um, that, yes, the Braves eventually vanquished, but nonetheless, uh, the Mets were a lot better than I think I expected or most people expected. 101 wins from the Mets was, was definitely more than, than I think most, most thought would happen. I also underestimated the Mets pitching depth. Um, you know, I thought that, uh, rightfully, I thought that Scherzer and DeGrom were going to miss a good number of starts just because of their track record and age. That did happen, but uh, the Mets, the rest of their pitching really held up quite well this season, and that's what really bolstered them to be able to get to 101 wins. Um, in terms of the Phillies, I overestimated how much the Phillies' defense would hurt them. Um, for whatever reason, they were able to kind of tread water enough. Now, in other seasons, they would not have made the playoffs, right? But the expanded uh, playoff system now, uh, as the sixth seed, they were able to get in um, the world we live in now. But anyway, so they, they were able to overcome some of that. Um, I also didn't think their bullpen would be as uh, as good. It's not a dominant bullpen, but it was a lot better this year than it had been in the past. So those things kind of it at least allowed them to tread water enough to be uh, a good enough team to squeak into the playoffs. I also overestimated how good the Marlins, uh, I thought the Marlins would be better than they actually ended up being. I was not the only one on that. Uh, a lot of projections had them doing a lot better. I simply thought that if they could get anywhere close to an average offensive output, then their, def then their defense and pitching would carry them. Uh, but their offense just never could um, do anything. They had a lot of injuries, guys that they brought in like Jorge Soler uh, and uh, Garcia. They just had terrible seasons and then injury-filled seasons, uh, bad performance otherwise from some other guys. It just never worked out for the Marlins. All right, so let me get to my predictions just quickly, and then um, then we'll wrap this thing up. So I predicted that the Braves would win 95 games. And I mentioned that I thought they had an outside chance to win 100 games. And, of course, the Braves end up winning 101. So they really even exceeded my my expectations uh, coming off a, a year in which they won 88 games. 
and then won the World Series. I thought 95 was the right number. Uh, 101 wins. Hey, that's great. Uh, Fangraphs actually predicted the Braves to win 93 games. So they definitely exceeded that by good margin. My prediction for the Mets was that they would finish second, uh, possibly get a wild card spot, but only win 86 games. Uh, they ended up winning 89 games. Or sorry, the Fangraphs War had them predicted for 89 wins. And then they ended up winning, of course, 101 games as well. But the Braves got that, um, that tie break, uh, that much needed tie break to win the division. So it is interesting that the, that Fangraphs had them at that low number two. Now these predictions were made right after DeGrom. It was learned that he would be out for a good portion of, you know, at least a month with shoulder injuries. So that's why the Mets were predicted this low. They were probably in the mid nineties before that happened. Uh, the Marlins, I predicted the Marlins would win 84 games and finish third, actually ahead of the Phillies. Uh, I did not like the Phillies that much. I predicted them to have 81 wins, and then I predicted the Nationals to have 70. Fangraphs had the Phillies finishing third in the division with 88 wins, and then the Marlins to still have a winning record at 83 wins, and the Nationals at 73. And, of course, how it finished out was the Phillies ended up with 87 wins, the Marlins really dipped to 69 wins. Again, a lot of things went wrong for the Marlins this year other than Sandy Alcantara. And, uh, and then the Nationals, wow, 55 wins. That was a rough season for them. Of course, trading Juan Soto before the trade deadline didn't help them at all with those, that win total. But, you know, ultimately, again, what I got wrong is I really did not think the Phillies would have a good year. They turned it on, especially in the postseason here, and, and could even win a World Series. So we'll see about that. Um, I will say Fangraphs is pretty impressive this year with the National League, even though their win totals uh, were not uh, on by any means. Uh, they got the um, they got all five spots right in terms of where teams would finish for the division. So my my final prediction was for the World Series. I predicted the Braves would beat the Blue Jays in the World Series. Of course, both these teams made it to the playoffs, um, but both got bounced pretty early. So it could have happened. I think it would have been a pretty fun World Series against two young dynamic teams, but um, it did not. And thus, we are left with a Houston and Philadelphia World Series. All right, guys. Well, those were my predictions. Again, I'm pretty impressed that some of these I got right. Um you know, feel pretty good about myself, but then of course others, I, I did not. And that's about right. You know, as long as you get a few correct, you feel good about yourself. All right, guys. Well, I will be back soon uh, as we uh, continue on into this off season. Uh, maybe by the time I come back, the World Series will be at a close. We'll talk about that and then continue to talk about uh, everything related to the Atlanta Braves. All right, guys, I will talk to you soon. 